Good morning, Graceway. Today is Monday, September 9th, and this is Enoch. And this is Tohi from the Morning Bible Study Teaching Team. This is going to be the first episode in a series of 34 on the Book of Mark. So um, episodes should run roughly around 10 minutes, and you can expect to find new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday um, from now until Thanksgiving. We won't be able to cover every passage, but our hope is that these episodes, combined with the Sunday morning teaching sessions, will allow us to cover most of the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark is really an astounding text, and my hope is that over the next three months. We will be able to grow in our ability to read and to appreciate the text, as well as have a renewed sense of what the good news of Jesus Christ is all about. And that's what I'm talking about. So today we'll start at the beginning, verses one through eight of the first chapter. The story begins with John the Baptist. If you want to follow along, we'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Let's begin. Can I read? Sure. Okay.、Um, Mark chapter one verses one through eight, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, "Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way." And again, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, "Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight." John appeared. Baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey, and he preached, saying, "After me comes he who is mightier than I." The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Brr! Are you <laughs> shaking right now? Because I'm shaking. I know you're shaking, Enoch. I mean, that's some scary stuff. Right off the bat, I just want to say that this is one of those passages that really tests your understanding of the Old Testament. I know, and you know how much that gets me excited. I'll be honest. I used to think the beginning of the gospel was really boring until it got to Jesus casting out demons and stuff. You know, the author is just showing us how Jesus is fulfilling some prophecies. You know, checking those Messiah boxes. But probably one of the most important things I realized in seminary is that. The New Testament isn't only referring to the Old Testament when it is explicitly quoting it. I know. Doesn't that get you excited? <laughs> yeah, and if you're paying attention to that, you'll realize that Mark is really slamming it in our face. Elijah is here. Ah! Wait, wait, wait. What? Where does it say that? Yeah, I know, right? If you're just looking for the exact name in the text, you're not going to find it. But it's as good as there. Okay, can you explain that a little? Well, there are two glaring signs. The first is the opening quote from Malachi. Wait, Malachi doesn't Mark open with as it is written in Isaiah the prophet? Well, yes, it does. But before quoting from Isaiah forty, yeah, yeah, the verse about the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Yep, that's right. Before Isaiah forty, we find a quote from Malachi three. 
Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. That's from Malachi. Okay. And if you know anything about the book of Malachi, by the end, it's very clear who this messenger is supposed to be.、Mm. It's Elijah. Okay. The second glaring sign comes from the way John the Baptist is described. Oh yeah, like that he was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist. Yeah, weird outfit, huh? Yeah. Well, turns out John's not the only one with this particular sense of fashion. In the beginning of Second Kings, we find Elijah described in exactly the same way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I know this.、Um, it's that story when the king of Israel,、um, like, oh, I forget his name.、Uh, it was a、uh, king as a Hazaya. Yeah, yeah.、Um, Yeah, whatever his name was, <laughs> he's the one who got sick and sent messengers to find out if he was going to get better. And then, like Elijah intercepted them and told them to tell him he was going to die. Yeah, that's right. That story. When the king asked the messengers who it was that told them that, they described him as wearing a garment of hair with a leather belt around his waist. And the king's like, "Oh, it's Elijah." Okay, so wait. So John the Baptist and Elijah both wore the exact same outfit. I wonder who wore it better. Okay, you don't understand that reference. Yeah. So, what's the significance <laughs> of John's being identified with Elijah? For one, it says something about what kind of prophet he probably was. So, in the Book of Kings, Elijah is well. How do we put this?、Uh, he's a zealous prophet. The pick a dramatic confrontation with God's enemies kind of prophet, the so bothered by unrighteousness that you pray that God stop all the rain and God actually listens to you kind of prophet, the kind of person who cares so much about God's holiness that he thinks that he alone in the whole world is actually faithful to God. He's that kind of intense. I mean, like. We just continue the story we've been telling. The king realizes it's Elijah, and he sends soldiers to try to bring Elijah to him. And every time Elijah sees the soldiers coming, he asks God to just rain fire down from heaven and burns them all. And God does it. Okay, that is way intense. I know, right? They're just doing their job, but because they're working for an evil king, they get burned. No mercy. Okay, and so that's why Mark's opening is so scary. That's right, because if John's another Elijah, he's a scary dude. Think about it. Here's John, preaching a baptism of repentance at the Jordan River, reenacting the entry of Israel into the Promised Land. Basically, saying like, we got to start over. We got to reset. Right? People from all over are leaving their jobs, completely upending their lives to travel into the middle of nowhere. To express their repentance, John saying God's judgment is coming, guys, and people were like, "Holy crap! Let's take this very seriously and go and do that reset." Right? This is not to be taken lightly. Mark just gave us a basic summary of John's teaching, but you know, if you look at Matthew or Luke or some of the other Gospels, they give us a few other like choice tidbits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my favorite thing is like, "You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come." Yeah, that's right. The wrath to come, right? Or there's this one: every tree,、uh, sorry, even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees, 
Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Yeah, that kind of prophet. Mm. So this brings us to what is even more significant, John's message. So what Mark does tell us is that John says, if you think I'm intense, just wait. Right? After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Right. But, you know, Matthew and Luke, they also add, like, and with fire. Yeah. And if we know anything about Elijah, he really likes that fire. So let's pause here for a moment of reflection. What is the gospel trying to tell us about Jesus? So according to John the Baptist, what is Jesus going to be like? What is he going to do? And how might this compare with what we normally think about what Jesus is like? Let's put ourselves into the shoes of an Israelite for a moment. How would you respond to John's message of repentance? What would you feel about this one he's talking about who comes after him? After Elijah? Yeah, that's pretty intense and it's pretty frightening. Yeah. So now you know why I'm scared. So whether you were with us on Sunday or not, I hope one thing is really clear about Mark's gospel. He really wants to challenge us to seriously rethink what we think we know about Jesus. Okay, um, Enoch, I'm having a Francis moment right now. Okay, so Enoch, Uh I have a question for you. Um, Would you say then that Mark has a lot of bark? Well, that's it for today, guys. <laughs> so, um, but be sure to join us next time for more from the Gospel of Mark. This is Enoch. And this is Del. Signing out. All right.